Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, we should have had him on as well. Yeah. Yeah, let's just do it then. All right. You ready? Yup. Are we recording? <laughs> yup. All right, let's do this then. Welcome to another episode of Freefall RC Podcast. Hi, I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And we got Chris on the show today. What's up? This is episode number 28, Freefall RC Helifest. So how's everyone's week been? Good. Good? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Crazy, huh? Chris, tell us about your craziness. Well, Saturday was... Logan and Haley's joint birthday party. So it was just an insane week getting the yard ready, the bounce house, the tent, the chairs, and the food. And it was nuts. But uh, like we talked about before, I have a solid flying fleet, which is awesome. So in prep for the party, I still got out. Um, got seven flights, flights on the Velocity this week, which was nice in between you know, yard work and stuff. Because with, with the plane, I stopped flying. Even the Oxy, I stopped flying helicopters in the neighborhood about two years ago. With the, with the velocity of the foam airplane, I can just walk out front, get a quick flight in, go back to mowing the lawn, go back out, get another flight. <laughs> nice. So that, oh. that's, that's a bonus. You know, if I can't get out to the field with the helicopters, at least I can you know, exercise my fingers and fly something. Mm-hmm. So got ready for the party, seven flights this week. Had an awesome party with friends and family Saturday. And then uh, yesterday rolled around, Father's Day. Um, so when the kids went down for a nap, I ran out to the field. Kyle's out of town. He's over in Italy. My dad was out of town. So I had a field to myself, a little bit windy, but um, got four more fight flights on the Velocity, and I've got put four more flights on the Logo 480, just making sure that's all ready for this weekend coming up. So total 15 flights in all, so not not a bad flight number considering how crazy the week was. And in work, I think I put in close to 45, 50 hours at work. So all around, I was burning the candle at both ends. Wow. Damn. You can't fly the Oxy in the front yard? I mean... I can, like, if, if I really want to, I can go out and fly it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a big enough area. I've done it before. It's just keeping the safety, you know, in, in regards. I'd rather not fly anything with a rotor on it if I don't need to. Sure. But, but I, can, I can fly that safely in the front yard. It's just with the airplane now. I'd rather just go out and have fun with that. Right, right. Cool. Kevin. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wrote that because today was a day from hell well not really that too bad but uh work decided that they were going to send me into manhattan at like one o'clock in the afternoon so i was like all right well i guess i can pay 16 dollars for the toll and park for 15 dollars to go help a guy out for like an hour by the time i get there right but it's just ugh, dude it's there's no in my mind there's no good time to go in and out of the city it, traffic always is horrendous people are always scumbags mm-hmm. I, just, I can't stand that just I don't know. I just can't stand that whole place over there, man. Uh, but uh, anyways, other than that, RC related, <laughs> uh, I flew the crap out of everything uh, this weekend that I brought to the field, man. I had a freaking fantastic time. I got there yeah. uh, got there nice and early, and uh, I was the only one to show up. <laughs> it was very strange. I pulled in and saw no one there. Yeah, I've done that once or twice, and it's just weird. But it's weird on a Saturday because one of our a couple of the regulars like Tony, he's always there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ricky's always there. Not Ricky, Cricky, the uh, Schumacher, or I think our treasurer man. He's always there yeah. with Tony in the morning because they're they're flying or working on something or mm-hmm. you know they're retired, so they're there at five thirty in the morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so when I pulled in, it was kind of strange. I was like, "Geez, what's a, Obama visiting or something? We can't fly it." And I missed the email, you know, or something like that. Right. Kind of like went through my head. <laughs> but uh, no, I got everything out and. Uh, I took out the the Twisted Hobbies Beaver. I haven't flown that and oh God, I don't know when. And, and Broken Wheel and all. I, I've had a flight or two on that and uh, had the Goblin um, the Goblin 380 out. The uh, Oxy, I flew the Oxy 3 Plus, man. Just right back into flying that. Had, had a good time because I hadn't flown in like two weeks. All right. And then Mike showed up, our president, and was like, no, you're good. You can fly. <laughs> you know, just confirming it. <laughs> and um yeah so i flew the oxy man i must have put in like six or seven flights on that at least i went through all my batteries and used two of yours mm-hmm. and uh flew the 380 like four times i think and i got to maiden the 570 Woohoo! yeah, yeah I knew, buddy i knew that's what you were waiting for yeah yeah man and that thing um uh, that was pretty good man it, it Needed a little bit of a uh, little bit of yeah. tuning, and one tip was uh, that that Steve had noticed on his was the push rod boom. I'm having problems with the push rod boom again. Go figure. Um, <laughs> the, the push rod that goes through the boom, uh, it's got this little securing like clip or mechanism. It's a little uh, a, what do you call it? A guide. guide yeah, yeah, a yeah. Guide in the middle so it doesn't hit the belt on the bottom. And I guess I cranked that down, and so it was like binding up a little bit. And give me that little slow wag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and once slow we- wag you couldn't untune either. It was like you yeah. went positive, negative. It didn't matter on the the tail gains. It just wouldn't tune out. Yeah. So once we loosened that up, man, it freaking was was pretty awesome for the third flight. You know, I got probably a little bit of tuning left to do, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was cranking that around pretty good, man. Well, he sent me the pit, the video of the maiden, and uh, it looked like you were inverted the whole time until I had to turn my head upside down and realize, <laughs> oh. Steve recorded it upside down. I don't know how that happened. How did the how did my iPhone record a video upside down when I'm holding it like, you know, straight up and down? It'll do that when you initialize your camera and uh-huh. your phone is at a certain angle, then it, it, it just locks it in at that. So if you turn it upside down. But when I was watching it, it wasn't upside down. Like when I was recording, it wasn't upside down. It was the right side up. Yeah, I think it'll it'll. I've done that uh, a couple of times. I've ruined a few good like review videos that way and i got so pissed off well can't you just rotate it though in post-processing like if you were editing on your phone not not an iMovie you can't no not yeah. i'm i'm i don't know if iMovie will do it oh uh, maybe there, not there is um there is a couple different ways of going about doing it i think i i use something more advanced right. to, to do that with ah, cool. it, look, it, it looked good though man what do you think good purchase or what oh hell yeah yeah yeah, dude, it was hysterical because I put one tuning flight on that thing, and I mean, just put it up and hovered it, and then said, "Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta adjust a, f- a few gains. We adjust a few gains, put it up again, and just hovered it around. Maybe you know, did a couple of pyros mm-hmm. and pitch pumps and all that. And then the next flight, I put it on the 380. I was beating it like a bitch. It was hysterical. <laughs> I was beating the crap out of it. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, it just all relative to that scale now 
Right. So so you know how it is when I fly my 380. I don't really care as much. And I just bang it around, do whatever I want with it. After I started flying a 700, it was like, eh, it's a 380. It's okay. Yeah, it felt like a toy. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Kev, next time you get the Castle Link hooked up to it, um, normal mode, which was my bank one, just bump it up by about 50 to 100 RPM. That little slow wag, that's just because of how low I had the RPM set. Because <clears throat> I like, that was just really my takeoff. Um, mode and I went right into you know bank two or three, um, so it was I said it very very soft. I think it was like seventeen or eighteen hundred. It was really low. So if you are flying around in normal mode, just kick it up about fifty RPM. You should be good to go. Wait, okay. Kevin, did you uh, you didn't you didn't reset up the ESC? No. Oh oh, so it's set on uh, set RPM and you're running not set RPM. <laughs> You're running like your your 380. You're, you, I guess you were thinking that it was in, uh, you know, like fixed endpoint mode. So you're basically doing. I know you have a linear curve for your bank one, your normal mode, and then you have, you said 80 percent, I think, in bank two, which is now reading higher than the castle wants to read, because it wants to read 70 percent for, uh, for that 70 and 100. No, I, I think I put what I had 80 and 100. I think. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta set that up this weekend. So first yeah. off, it's your new radio, so we have to we have to calibrate the ESC. Also, mm-hmm. if you're running Gov mode, which I have it set up on, once we finally set it up, you're gonna do uh, thirty, seventy, and hundred. Yeah, straight 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 across the board. So we'll re- we'll set it up this weekend before the show. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm new to all that, so I I'm forgot still, about that. I'm still learning. The governor will be your your the governor I have set will be fighting your fixed endpoints the whole flight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it flew good. I mean, once we loosened up, like I said, that mm-hmm. that uh, that tail guide, the thing flew really good. I thought. No, it looked great. And yeah. you know, I mean, I told I told you to take it easy these first couple of flights. First, you know, you're getting used to a new helicopter, you know, the size, and then your battery packs are brand new too. So you don't want to kind of, you know, bang in the high C ratings right off the bat. You know, trying to do. Just the crazy stuff that you do, um, so that way you kind of do a break-in flights with the the battery or break-in cycles. Yeah. So, yep. But yeah, that, that canopy and boom looks amazing. It does. Yeah, I like it. It almost looks like when it's flying, it's almost black and white, but the uh, the orange up close looks nice. I like it. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to fly to Kunai too, and uh, my other scratch build, and uh, like I said, I flew the Beaver, which I'm probably going to retire. I think pretty soon really it's, well it's got tons of freaking foam tack on it it's oh, oh your original beaver and, yeah right and it's just stuff is starting to break so it, it's it's a little rough mm-hmm. but that was it cool i don't know if somebody's gonna say something else there i stepped on them no i was just gonna ask if one of you guys had a 2s uh lipo do i have a 2s lipo no i'll bring one with me because with a tail and hv um, 120. We have uh-huh. to get. What are you flying in that, Kevin? The Icon. Yeah. Yeah. So to get the throttle output, we need to we need to initialize. The Icon needs to be fully initialized before we plug in the ESC to do the endpoints calibration. Yeah. So I'll make sure I. I'll put a note right now. I'll make sure I bring a 2S flight pack out with me. Yeah, I mean, worst comes to worst, too. What I used to do is I used to take the the positive lead out of the ESC wire, so disabling the BEC off the Talon. And then I just hooked up like a little quad motor, uh, a little quad ESC, like a 20 amp little quad ESC. So I could power up that, power up the flight control, then boot up the main power system. And that seemed to work. 
Um, but yeah. yeah, bring it to a slide boat. It's easier. I mean, or even like if you, you know, if your Scorpion Bug or my Opti Power, the um, Ultra Guard, you know, if you could take that off for a second and do it too, that's it's pretty simple. And a laptop. We need a laptop with Castle Link. Mm-hmm. I have Castle Link. I could bring that. Perfect. On a USB cable. Well, there we so, go, Kev. We're going to get that baby flying perfect. Yeah, this is good because I have no idea what you guys were just talking about. So <laughs> uh, hopefully yeah. I'll, I'll understand. What's Castle Link, Steve? Should I put that on my little that pad I had, my little uh, Surface? It's, a, it's an application, but it's also a USB to server connector interface that basically makes it so you could program your ESC and you could do firmware updates and stuff like that and take a look at the logging, basically access your ESC's ROM chip. Um, okay. Yeah, I have an extra one. I could give it to you. So you it's, have it. it's it's set, once once you set it up, Kevin, it's it set it and forget it. Yeah, okay. but it's good to have. Like, if you ever buy new Castle ESCs, I mean, most castles when you buy their ESCs, they come with a coupon, and that's why I have two. But um, yeah, I'll just give you one so you have it if you ever want to tune it with a different uh, motor. Or, you know, if you want to do the same thing for your 380, you can tune that one governor and all that stuff. Um, the only thing is, you're running. You're gonna be running Castle Gov, I guess, because uh, yeah, you're not gonna have an RPM output. I mean, you can, but you're not gonna. You got to get like a converter from that JST or whatever the servo connected to this little plug for the icons. But yeah, we'll get all set up. No worries. Cool. All right, I guess I'll go. Um, so yeah, I flew with Kevin and Rick and a couple guys from the club, a couple playing guys. Um, yeah, it was fun. We did a lot of flying. I, I recorded a blade comparison video. Um, <laughs> yes. I had my first forced auto, you know, that I had to do. Um, running, you know, I don't want to go too much into it because I'll, I'll lose the video. But uh, the four blades are they, I'll just kind of go over what blades I used. It was the uh, SAB Blackline 690s. Um, and then that was kind of my control set since that's what came with the heli. And then I had a set of Switch 690s, the XF, um, a set of the VLS or the Zeal Velos or VLS uh, 700s, and then I had a Zeal Energy 710s. So I was kind of just doing a comparison more on like, I guess, the sound, you know, the the pop it has, how much punch it has, um, you know, not really anything more than that, like flight times or anything like that, but... <sighs> Just to give a little teaser, that uh, that auto, the force auto I had was with the VLS blades. Those, um, they did not like my power system or my pitch or my head speed or something. But it just bogged the motor to the point where it just shut down, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, stay tuned for that video. That's going to be coming out, hopefully, um, by the time this podcast gets released or maybe even before. I'm, I'm working on it now. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, yeah. So I was through the, the Tarek, Tarek Oxy, and you know I was kind of tuning uh, the tail because I put 50-millimeter blades. I was getting a, a really bad push on the tail, about 90 degrees every time I did any type of collective. And so I landed it, and I was tuning the gain, and then I took off, and while I was pulling up, it just went blah, 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 back and forth, tipped over. I think it's caused because I was in idle three or bank three when I put the motor back on. And I don't know if it was just spun up too quick for it to kind of get stable before it just, you know, ate itself, basically. It basically did. Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. I did the chicken dance. I mean, the damage was minimal. It's you know, I, I did have a boom strike. A blade got chipped a little, but I think it's still good. Um, yeah, you'll use it. I'll definitely use it. Yeah, you'll put CA on it or I did. Glue. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, CA a little part so it doesn't splinter <laughs> anymore, and and then it's ready to go. Um, <laughs> uh, spindle shaft. The worst thing is the main grips. I sheared one of the DFC bolts, so I basically. You know, that main grip's done. I can't get that bolt out, you know, the, the sheared part that's inside. Unless, Chris, you have some tricks on uh, getting that out. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so. That's a tough one. So, I mean, I ordered a new set. Um, I just ordered it from, I think, uh, Heli Direct or A-Main, one of those two sites. Damn, it's expensive for the main grip for the uh, Turek edition. I think it was like 30 some dollars Oh, Wow. Yeah, but for now, um, in case I don't get it in time, I did rebuild the heli. It's fully flying again. I uh, rebuilt it with the stock two-bladed head that I had from my original Oxy kit before I went tri-head or the cube head. So, so I just you know, silver-looking. It doesn't look as nice now, you know, that anodized orange. But you know, if I need to fly, it'll fly. So that's fine. Um, got a bunch of new packages. <laughs> It's like, you know, like I was like a kid at Christmas time. Just, you know, I got a whole bunch. Like in the last three days, I probably got about seven boxes or eight boxes, all from different places. I got a new charger. Oh, nice. This was a deal I found on HeliFreak. And, you know, I was really leaning towards the the bump charger, the uh, dual power lab, the Reflectrix. But, you know, when I got, when I saw this deal on, uh, Heli Freak for an iCharger 4010 Duo, you know, I mean, it was basically like close to 100 bucks less than you get it, you know, retail. And, you know, the, I was talking to a guy and he was basically explaining that his dad bought a bunch of chargers and he didn't really like the way that the rotary dial works on the iCharger, how you have to kind of turn, push, turn, push to get the different menus and you have to use this tab button and all this stuff. And uh, and that his dad actually likes the, the bump chargers, the Revo Electrics more, so... He was able to let it go for a pretty good deal. I tested the hell out of it, charged up, you know, my 5,000 packs, discharged, you know, kind of cycled. I had a couple of new batteries, so I kind of did a three-cycle on them. And it, everything, like both channels, both sides worked perfectly. Charging and discharging was always like a minute apart from each other, so which tells me it's more of the pack than, you know, the actual charger, having some issues balancing and stuff like that. So I'm really happy with that purchase. Um, I also got a KD tray for the Goblin 700. Got that from uh, one of Anthony's friends. I think I mentioned it in the last episode. Um, I also ordered, because it was just a tray with one, uh, the bottom tray and, uh, and one battery tray, uh, I ordered another battery tray and I also ordered another battery tray for the 570. So I, I got those in today. Jeez, was- what bank did you knock over? <laughs> Hopefully I got not little- mine. I got a little bonus from work for this whole move that we did. So, oh, you know, nice. not all of it's gone to this, but, you know, a small chunk has, has gone. You know, I'm trying to spend it wisely, getting things used and, and you know, much cheaper than what it would go for retail. Um, what else I get? A Hobbywing programmer, since I've been kind of switching my fleet over to Hobbywing. I got another Neo, with the, and, which was like a non V-Link version. So, I, I just actually got the other uh, V-Link in. Uh, another purchase off a Heli Freak uh, user, so that was pretty cool. Um, what else did I do? Oh, uh, so yeah, I installed that KDE tray on the seven hundred, 
it's nice. I, I like the KDE trays. I just like having that, you know, aluminum bottom. I also installed the OptiPower UltraGuard system with the BC guard on the 700. So that's fully wired up with that redundant battery in case, you know, my BC goes. Um, so and it's pretty cool. I have this really bright LED on the bottom just flashing away whenever I disconnect the battery, the main pack. <laughs> cool, man. I also took apart the Turek and basically saw that, yeah, I need to get a set of BK3001 servo gears. I stripped, completely stripped that. So that's on order. I have two sets of just the output shaft because those usually seem the, you know, the gear that usually breaks. And also I got just two full sets. You know, I have it, I fly the 380 and uh, the Turek with the BK3001 servo. So it's good to have those extra sets so I don't have to wait for them. Oh, you fly the 380 with the same servos as a yeah. Turek? Okay. Yeah. I yeah, was I, I was curious at one point, you know, what like Anthony's got uh, had those um this the the Savix servos in his oh, 380. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was always curious is like if I ever wanted to upgrade to something what I would do. You could go BKs. BKs are all right. I mean, they do break on a hard crash. I mean, you can do the MKS. You could do the same servos you have in your um Oxy Sport. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah I would go all MKS. So says the team manager. <laughs> <laughs> Plug MKS ad? No. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's up to you. The, the MKSs are, I'm going to, I want to try a set. I got to talk to you, Chris, and find out which helicopter I want to try a set on. But, you know, maybe, maybe the Oxy, you know, start small because that one, the one I have the Turnigy servos in, you know, maybe I'll move away from that. Oh, I have them in the it. sport. That's right. Yeah. You have them in the sports, so if you actually wanted to, you could swap those out of the 380 in the sport, or however you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. But those are the same ones, so you're going to use on the 380, except for the tail. The tail is a, a mini servo, not a micro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I think I'll beat on this sport a little more. Yeah, right. definitely. So, yeah, I got that, and I also got a, I don't know, I guess call me a goblin fanboy. I'm cool with that. Goblin fanboy. <laughs> I got a couple sets of stickers. <laughs> I needed to make my order fifty dollars with uh stickers. Yeah. I needed to make my order fifty dollars so I could get like a ten percent discount or something for Father's Day. <laughs> I was like, ah, I can use some stickers on my charging case for Goblin. I don't I have a V control and you know all the main manufacturers that I fly with. So I ordered Pulse and um Goblin stickers. So I got two sets. Like I got Ones that are colored and ones that are just black. So if you want any for your charging case or whatever, let me know. You can have some. My transmitter case. Yeah, your transmitter yeah. case. Definitely. That's cool, man. <laughs> so, Steve, what I'm getting from this conversation is you got a whole bunch of new hobby stuff and Chloe got a coloring book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even hear about the coloring book. <laughs> I'm just saying he had to buy her something with this bonus, right? <clears> oh, <throat> uh, what? <clears throat> yes, I think so. She gets to fly my airplanes. It's all I'm, right to tr- it's all right to treat ourselves from time to time. Yes. Hell yeah. Just work hard, you know. Work long hours. So yeah. Nice. Nice, plus dude. It, plus, it gives us a lot to talk about. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wanted show. to. I also wanted to add that we tried uh, Facebook Live while we were out at the oh, field. Oh right. Yes. On Saturday, I forgot it, and so did you. Yeah, and I wrote it down here, and I totally ran over so it. So did I. But, yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, other than the fact that I need to lose some weight, that was a lot of fun, man. <laughs> it was cool. 
Yeah, it was cool. It's uh, first time doing it. Um, kind of surprising as soon as I went live. I was like, wait, why am I looking at myself? Yeah. <laughs> Turn this camera the other way. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see the live comments. It's kind of hard to do the video, though, because uh, the, the screen is split. You get your comments on one side and you get the video. And I wasn't sure if I could zoom in or not. So Yeah, but, yeah. But it looked good, though. It looked like uh, we had a couple of folks, a uh, couple of friends jump on and, and check it out. Yeah, you know? yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. It was pretty cool. So yeah. if you're not on Facebook, like us on Facebook. So uh, next time we do that, you'll be able to see it. Yeah, and this was a test to do to make sure, see how it works at the field. Um, self service is pretty good, but you never know. Like even with that test, we were getting like you know low signal, a little or low you know bandwidth uh, errors, but um. It was good because now we know that we can, for the most part, do this at our front fly. So that is a, a thing that I want to do is once in a while I'll, I'll jump on to Facebook Live and kind of broadcast live from the front fly. So if you're listening to this on Friday, check us out tomorrow on Saturday. It'll be um, the fun flies from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So, you know, anywhere in that day, you know, make sure you got your phone on you and check it out. Nice. So right into the main topic now. Helifest. Helifest. Yeah, yeah. It, it's coming up. It's almost here. I'm so excited because this is actually the first helicopter-specific event I'll ever be attending. Not ever. Yeah, well, the first one. Okay, I guess you can only have one. The first. very first one. <laughs> yeah. You only have one first, and this is it. Got to pop your it. cherry somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And you're, we're organizing it. And I'm glad it's in North Brunswick on a field instead of back of a 74 Chevelle. <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. No, so, it should, um, should be great, man. I'm I'm psyched just already with, with what we've been talking about. Like, I have no idea all this stuff. I'm sure Chris is going to come out and be like, I can't believe this guy's been flying and doesn't know any of this stuff and this and this and this. And I'm going to be like, well, I just, I'm, I'm like a sponge, Chris. Just I'll absorb everything you tell me. It's all right, man. I'm still learning. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And I'm absolutely. I'm psyched to see you fly, Chris. Like I've seen the videos all the time, but uh, man, I can't wait. Yeah, me too, man. I just want to hang out with you guys, man. It's all about yeah. family and friends this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, let's go into it. So kind of, Chris, why don't you take us into a little bit of like your experience running a fun fly, and we'll kind of go into how we. Uh, kind of, you know, came around to do this and what, you know, maybe road bumps we've hit and what things we had to think about. And then we'll f- kind of wrap it up with uh, how, uh, you know, what to expect at the fun fly, you know, what to bring and stuff if you are coming to our fun fly specifically or just any fun fly, you know, kind of what to expect. Well, as you guys know now, logistics and planning, there is uh-huh. so much to it. People, the guys from the outside who just come and pay their dues and have fun all day, they don't realize the work in the back end to make make it a successful event, whether it's 20 people or 100 people, there's a lot leading up to that. Um, I know we've talked about it in past shows. I figured this would be a good time to just kind of rehash what goes into a show. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts off at the beginning. First, got to run it by your club. Make sure your club wants to put an event on. Once your club has approved it, before you even set a date, First, if you have to go to AMA, make sure you're, you're a contest director or someone in your club's a contest director. Um, right. I got my contest director certificate, I think, three years ago when I took over our um, model helicopter jamboree. 
But clear with AMA, once you get your sanction number back from AMA, that's where the ball starts rolling down the hill. Once you get your sanction number, that's when you can get the flyer going, send out the evites. Work's been so crazy lately. I just got the RC flight deck registration for our, our event last mm-hmm. week. I just The past few months was just getting the flyer made and getting the AMA sanction. Once, you, once you've got your event set, you've got your evite out, whether it's on RC flight deck, Run Rider, Heli Freak, your club website, that's when everything starts coming together. And then you see the logistics in the backside of it. Like myself, I go out and I start talking to sponsors who want to sponsor the event. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, two of my guys I deal with closely in the show, we're working on shirts again this year because every year we've, we've always done a different shirt. So nice. right now we're working on shirts. Um, we've done fireworks probably for the last six or seven years. Um, I signed that contract last year. Told them the weekend we thought we wanted a show. Mm-hmm. Luckily, luckily, our event kind of changed weekends because of another event this local. So as soon as we knew that, I got right on the phone with our fireworks company, changed the weekend, so we're good for that. And then once you get farther in into planning, I haven't gone this far yet, but the next club meeting coming up, that's when I have a whole list of all the tasks and jobs for the show, and that's when right. I start asking for club help and getting people to sign up because without club help, show's not going to go anywhere. Food preparation, that doesn't come to the last you know, couple weeks leading up to it. What's nice is we do our airplane open house fun fly the weekend before. So whatever food we have left over can kind of funnel into my show and then we can go buy more food, whatever, you know, we need. Cool. I I host a lot of pilots across the United States. So I set up RV parking, camping. I have set locations. So this is where people start emailing me. Hey, I'm going to camp again. Where am I going to have my spot for my RV? Where am I going to put my tent? Do you guys charge for camping? Nope. Nice. And it's uh, no hookups. It's, it's just, you know, normal RV camping or tent. But yeah. we do have, we do have I think we do three or four porta johns, so plenty of, you know, bathrooms, plenty of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Um, we do ice runs throughout the day. So we always have food, drink, bathroom. We have a huge dumpster on site that we buy every year, so people can throw out their own trash. The campers have a trash site. AMA forms are big. Um I was going to talk to you guys offline, but make sure you have all your AMA forms in line. You have to have your pilot um, declaration that we all have to sign. The, the contest director has to do a form that has to be sent in like seven days after the event. So there's mm-hmm. a lot leading up to the show and a lot that has to be done on a tail end after because once you CD for that year, the mm-hmm. next year, I think it's the next year or the year after, you'll get your AMA at half off. So th- there's a lot yeah. leading up to it, logistics. Some guys do food. Some guys don't do food. That's why I was talking to you guys. You know, what are we going to do for food? Um, yes. we, we, we cook out. We have a big pavilion. So we have grills on site. We do pulled pork for the pilot's dinner and all that stuff. So you got to make sure it's just we're having fun all day, but you have to cater to the pilots as well, especially if you're coming out of town, you don't know where food is, lodging, stuff like that. Right. Well, this being our first one, we kind of figured we're going to just do simple stuff like pizzas and uh, I'm getting a cooler together with waters and we're going to have at least some backup to that you know so nobody goes thirsty or hungry yeah so it's gonna be a little different for sure than i think most conventional fun flies uh well it's tough too because you, you're trying to field out for the first year you're gonna have 20 pilots you can have 60 pilots or you gotta have 100 right. so if you've never done it before and all of a sudden you get you know 
$500 of hot dogs and hamburgers and you sell $20 worth, you're mm-hmm. sitting on a lot of food that you got to try to sell back to the club. So first year, right. first year is always tough trying to field out. And it, it's not going to be a flop, but you're going to have a lot of negatives and pros and cons. My first year, I nearly broke down. I, I was so stressed out. And I learned the following years after that, delegate. Make sure you have the club helping you out. Don't try to do everything at once. Myself being the one who always – you know, I'm OCD. I want everything to be perfect. Uh-huh. I, I was wearing 20 hats the first year, and I burned myself out before the fireworks. So I think there's going to be enough of us. That it's going to be a fun event. Another thing what's nice about us, if with us, we got the food on site, but we also have a gas station two miles down the road. So if people want to go get drinks mm-hmm. or other food, stuff like that, do right. you guys have anything close to you guys as far as food or anything yes. like that? So basically on the entrance to the field, right on the – other side of that is a, a, like a little strip mall or a little shopping, I guess, center little or whatever. Plaza. Little plaza, yeah. So there's a, a Krausers, there's a deli, um, there's a pizzeria, there's a bagel shop. You want to get your nails done, you can get your nails done there too. <laughs> you know, but it's right there. It's like as soon as you leave the thing, you basically go into the entrance of the back and you just kind of wrap around the front and, you know, you have some alternatives. Um, for our fun fly, we kind of came to the conclusion that. Um, we originally wanted to get a food truck to come and be parked there. So that way we can, you know, people can buy their own food. But I think, um, I mean, the way our club president was wording it, it was like, you know, we're not trying to make any money off of this at all. Besides the 50-50 that everyone's, you know, your entry fee is um, paying a portion of, the rest of the money is basically for food. So we're going to order a ton of pizzas. You know, if you don't like pizza... You know, then, you know, we can definitely, you know, you can go get something else or maybe when we order, we can order something with that, like a salad or whatever. But, um, you know, and the drinks, we're just going to get a whole bunch of drinks, get some coolers, you know, and, and just make it free. It's not going to be paid for any of that concession stuff uh, for this year, at least. And we'll and then we'll see how it works, you know, see how it works out, how many people come, how much interest we get next year. Then, you know, we can actually start thinking of uh, holding our own concessions and getting someone in there. So. So it should be that's interesting. Cool. Free food. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool, though, the strips across the street. Because looking at the videos, it looks like you're just in the country. So yeah. my, wife, my wife keeps looking at the weather all week. It's supposed to be like 90 degrees. I'm like, oh, man, she's yeah. sitting outside with the kids, 90 degree weather. Yeah. It's, it's nice to know she can shoot across the street and go walk around AC with the kids. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like a mall. It's just like a, you know, a couple of stores all lined up in a little plaza. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. You can make it work. Yeah, I'm excited, man. And there is a bigger, there is a larger mall, uh, but it's not it's not a real mall. It's kind of like storefronts, but it's a larger area. Um, the New Brunswick shops that are it's right on the corner of of Route One and One Thirty. There, that's right. I don't know how how far would you say that's like two three miles down the road. Down, yeah, down something like that. Like maybe like a five minute drive. Make sure you guys put in a list for me. Lots of Mountain Dew. We're hitting the road at four in the morning and my goal is to get there by hopefully by 11 so Lots we're getting of mountain dew, huh? alarm set for three to hop in the shower get everything packed get the kids in the car and then hit mm-hmm. the road drive straight wow. through okay you want mountain dew okay all right no problemo yeah i think i'm gonna just you know hit up bj's and just get a whole bunch of soda you know just drop like 30 40 dollars and just get tons of soda tons of cans of i guess mountain dew um diet coke coke you know just a normal <laughs> <laughs> normal soft drinks that people like to drink um well the so, weather looks like it's going to be amazing i mean like yes. chris said looks like it's going to be 80 90 and 
not a cloud in the sky. So should have definitely good weather for this. So going back to kind of talking about planning, you sent mm-hmm. us a kind of teaser picture. Kevin, you've been busy doing some uh, pilot stations, I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was something we were talking about doing for the club. Uh, and this was a good opportunity to, to actually build them because we're going to wind up spacing the two pilot stations on the main flight line, uh-huh. you know, uh, away from each other. So we can, you know, move them to where we want them, stake them down. And then when we're done and it's the regular club event, they'll be, you know, where the poles are that we have now. So, uh, yeah, they came out good, man. It was just three quarter PVC and, you know, a little bit of creativity and figuring on how I was going to get each, uh, out of two lengths of 10 foot PVC and, uh, it worked out pretty good, and then I covered them with that that landscape fence, the orange landscape fencing. Yeah, snow fence. Yeah, yeah, they came out, they came out all right. Just pretty happy. I was I was telling the club president, this is why you got to buy your kids Lego because Lego turns into <laughs> just <laughs> wanting to put stuff together. Yeah, <laughs> and build different things. So yeah, they came out good, um, and we actually tried out the the president and I. He went down one end. I flew at at the other end, and he purposely like came into my area or came to where he thought he was in my area, and he wasn't really even that far down. It was it was manageable. Yeah, we should we should have a a lot of fun, man. We'll yeah. get it. We'll get into the pilots meeting the day of. I've got my kind of pilots meeting speech. We can kind of go over. Basically, we just want to talk about flight line etiquette, pilot mm-hmm. station safety. That's going to be key. First time yeah, event. Our knock on wood. Our event's been. This is the 14th year. We've never had an event where we've had an issue. We've had pilots crash. We've uh-huh. never had one go behind a pilot station. We've never had anybody hurt. So for the guys coming out, safety is going to be utmost number one importance for this show. Yes. And fun. And fun. Yes. yes. And I think even if there's 10 of us, I still think it's going to be a who. Even if it's, hell, even if it's just the four of us and our wives and kids, it's yeah. going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, just just to give a, a somewhat of a head count, I think we have about twenty two registered. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I think half of it's pilots, half of it's are spectator, a little less than half is spectator. So if we have like thirteen, fourteen pilots on the field, I mean, you know, we're gonna have the two separate flight lines, um, the two pilot stations on the main and one on the side, and I think it'll be fun. I think I think everyone's gonna have a good time. Yeah, but safety is important. You know, I, I'm. I can't stress, you know, I especially being the first, you know, I want to make sure everyone is safe, uh, you know, especially having family around and you just, you know, you don't want to traumatize kids if something bad happens. So, Chris, um, getting back to the two stations that we have on our main flight line, um, would you suggest us putting any kind of separation between those two as far as like uh, flags or cones or those pool noodle things? Yeah, I use cones. So you've got your pilot station. We just have beach flags, like my Scorpion SAB flags. So that's mm-hmm. what we use for pilot stations. You made the barriers, which is awesome. So those are going to designate the three pilot stations. But you still need, if you can pick up, like, kids' soccer cones from, like, Walmart or traffic cones, you still need to have that virtual box. Because right. you, can, you can tell people don't fly this past this point. But the pilot and the spotter still need to kind of see that virtual box. So pick up. I mean, you only need, what, one, two, you need two cones, two traffic cones to separate the stations. That's it. Yeah, I have I have two on my truck that are actually 
kind of small, yeah. so they'd be they'd be perfect. Yeah, because yeah, because if we do a center station, you do a, you do a cone to the left and the right. That just designated your center station, and then your your right flight station goes from that right center cone all the way down to the right, and then your mm-hmm. left cone to the center station goes all the way down to the left. So three, yeah. you, got, you got your three barriers and two cones. You just made your your flight stations. Yeah, and okay. I want to have a cone kind of on the uh, the multi rotor flight line, which is going to be like the smaller heli kind of hovering zone. I want to have a cone that designates that you don't pass this because then you're going into the main flight line because it's kind of like an L shape we're going to have for our uh, the two flight lines. So I think we should have one on that side too, just to kind of let people know you you know don't go over this cone too much because now you're intruding on the. I guess uh, Kevin, you were talking about like intermediate flight line like that. Flight station there. Yeah, well, you're going to see that one. I mean, you're going to see the bright orange and the pilot station. Right. Uh, but that's not going to be actually out in the flight area of the beginners either. You know, like that. We, we're going to try and keep that all behind the in the L, you know, mm-hmm. off the, the bottom L. part. Right. But yeah, I was saying uh, I was originally talking to, to Mike and we were thinking, you know, the beginner area would be the little hover area. And it's really not little. It's it's pretty decent size. And then the intermediate kind of, you know, on the left there because you won't be the main focus of everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the expert right out, like, in front of us, sort of. Yeah, in front of us, a little bit to the right where, like, the roadway is to get in. Yeah, you'd have a, a, a little bit more room. That, mm-hmm. That's what we do. We've got our three mi- – we have our three main flight stations. Any skill level can fly there um, because our hover stations kind of – it's almost behind to the side of the flight line. All AMA rules, you're not supposed to have, you're not supposed to be flying behind the flight line. So our hover zone, we call it, which is, it's actually a U-control, it's a control line area at our field. Mm-hmm. We make that our hover zone. We've got like a 20-foot ceiling in there because you're not supposed to be doing anything more than just hovering or, or you know, sport flying around in there. So no 3D. And how you guys have your setup, it's going to be the FPV field, correct? Yeah. So that's not really behind a flight station. It's all the way down to the far left. So yeah. I, think, I think you put a 50-foot ceiling in there and just mm-hmm. tell people, you know, basic sport flying, hover, and that's what it's made for, setting up helicopters right? Get, and getting the courage to go up to the next flight station, which would be the far left. And mm-hmm. you guys you guys feel this nice. It's like ours. It's not as deep, but you've got the length. So I don't think we're going to have any – as long as Steve and, and uh, Anthony are flying <laughs> next, next to the, each other no, – no. I'll take all of it if, if, as long as I'm not flying. As long as Steve and no other pilot is yes, flying. Yes, and no other pilots are flying, <laughs> then you'll be all right. Um, but again, you know, like I think, like for you, Chris, I want you to do like a demo-ish flight, like no pressure, but you know, to do kind of a, a demo type flight, uh, which will give you the whole flight line for that time, you know, for the five, ten minutes, whatever it takes to do a flight. So, um, well, it's Anthony's helicopter, so I'm gonna fly the shit out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to see you take that full, full field. You know, just do a quick speed run and then just smack the crap out of it. And then that big air auto. At the yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, dude, I would love to pick your brain and just a little bit run through on how you do that while we're out there. You know? Yeah, me too. That'd I'll go. Th- awesome. I'll go through a whole flight. We'll go through a whole flight on the six ninety. Um, just going from small autos to big autos. And I'm not even getting into acrobatic stuff yet. I'm just having fun just coming down, doing a 90-degree and landing. So I'm not even getting technical yet. But even though anybody can do them, so we'll, we'll, we're going to have fun. We're going to fly and teach you boys nice. some stuff, and it, dude, we're going to have a hoop. Nice. So for the guys who are listening to the show, I know we're doing this 
this is going to come out a day before you go to the show, but for future mm-hmm. shows, let's kind of talk about prepping your models. What should you bring? What do you need to bring? Yeah. So for me, luckily I get to fly all your guys' stuff because I can't fit anything in the car other than a logo <laughs> 480 and a transmitter. Um, but yeah, so I'm keeping it light because we're packing for a family vacation two days after the show. Mm-hmm. So for myself, I'm just bringing out my logo 480, four batteries, and my transmitter. I'm leaving all tools at home. I'm leaving all my chargers at home. So we'll kind of go into what you guys are bringing and what I bring to shows where I'm not packing light. Right. So so we'll start. So Kevin or Steve, what, what are you guys planning on bringing out as far as helicopters, tools, the works? Uh, I mean, okay, let me go first because I'm not going to really bring tools out. I kind of imagine it being, since we're running it, that we're not really going to have that much time to fly. I am going to bring my all my helicopters, all my battery packs, my transmitter, my charger. Um, they're bare essentials that I need to just fly, but I have a feeling you know, a lot of times it's going to be walking around and talking to people and stuff. So um, I am going to pre-charge all my packs so I have them all ready. And you know, maybe before we open up, you know, I'll try to throw in some flights, just kind of warm up. You know, because I'm going to probably be nervous to fly in front of folks, non, oh you know, people that I, I normally don't fly in front of. So. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to bring the bare essentials, too, for the most part. Uh, and I know you, Kevin, what are you going to bring? I'm going to bring, I have four helicopters. I'm bringing all four, for sure. I don't know, Chris, should I bring, I haven't even had a chance to even get into a box of the old uh, 450 stuff I had with my scale fuselage or anything like that i don't know if i'm gonna mess with that i want to mess with that but i've been concentrating so much on this uh, big project for flight fest that i don't want to start to even look at that because i'll get distracted and i gotta finish this other thing save it so, for the winter so yeah okay that sounds good that's something we'll approach over the winter yeah so i'm gonna bring the four helis i gotta bring my free fall rc canopy that i have mm-hmm. for the oxy and uh yeah bring i'm gonna do the same thing i'm gonna charge up the night before I'll bring my charger. I got to bring my generator because we've mm-hmm. got the PA system. And uh, that's about it. I'm going to bring, you know, the, the drinks for as many people as I can fit in my coolers there. And, you know, the bottles of water that I have. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to bring all that stuff because I am bringing a PA system too. So <laughs> that's going to be interesting. I'm going to definitely pack up my, my car. And I need to, if if we want to do the record the podcast, yeah, I'm going to need all that equipment. Yeah. I have to put my Line 6 software on my work laptop, but I guess we'll record on there. I'll get Audacity. Yep. And are you bringing tools? Are you going to bring your basic set that you normally bring? or? Yeah, I'm going to bring the, the basic stuff. Okay. Are, are you bringing any spare parts? I, I don't think so. I think if I, you know, if, if I crash a heli, I'm just going to park it for the day. Because I, I just don't think we'll have time to wrench at the field. You know, if, if we're going to someone else's, like if I was going to Chris's, then I would bring all my spare parts or at least build up my spare parts so I could quickly replace a tail, you know, maybe a whole head assembly. I could just replace that real quick, main shaft, you know, and stuff like that. But um, being that it's we're organizing it and running it, I just don't think, you know, with the podcast and stuff, I just don't think we're going to have time to do any real wrenching. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe some tweaking. That's why I think it's a good idea for you to bring your tools. But I don't think, you know, if, if, you know, I put in my Goblin 380 per se, knock on wood, um, you know, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to put it away or just yeah. put, it, put it on the table, you know. 
I only have spare parts for the Oxys. I don't even have spares for the 380 and definitely not the 570. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, like, let's just say that this was Chris's fun fly we're going up to, you know, later this year. Um, definitely, you know, bring spare parts, bring the bare minimum tools that you can fix your helis with and, you know, make sure your, your packs are all good. Um, you know, definitely stage your stuff before you leave in the morning. Make sure you kind of do a checklist of transmitter, the battery. Big three, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I've I've gone to the field and forgot my transmitter or, or gone to the field and forgot my battery packs. And that's just the worst. You, you got everything to fly. just don't have the batteries to fly them. It's just like, oh. So. I have never done that. What? And I'm lying. Well, you definitely forgot your transmitter. Like <laughs> I've forgotten almost everything, I think. At yeah. one point. I think yeah. one time I actually showed up just in my Jeep with nothing in it. And I oh, shit, I forgot everything. No, <laughs> except for your charger. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> pre pre prep is huge for me because I get so stressed leading up to a fun flight. Even if I'm not doing a demo, if I'm just going and flying in front of people, I get my first time, you know, jitters again. So my pre prep is huge. I I go as far as making myself a checklist. But the big thing for me is when I wake up in the morning because the show's at ten. My clock's waking me up at five o'clock. Whether I set my timer for 7 o'clock, I'm about 5 o'clock ready to go. And my wife goes, what are you doing? You don't have to get up for another hour. I'm ready to go. So the only thing I want to do in the morning is shower, grab a bite to eat, hop in the car and go. So what's nice about having a two-car garage, even mm-hmm. if it's in summer, I pull in the night before, um, load everything up. So I try to pack as light as possible. I learned the first couple of years, you don't need half the crap you bring because if you're going to crash, you're not wrenching. I learned that the first year. No? I spent three hours wrenching on a machine when I could have been flying machine B, C, or D. There's no sure. reason to be wrenching at the field if you have at least two models. So what I do is the night before, I, or two nights before, um, no more than that, I get all my flight batteries charged for the helicopters, charge the transmitter, check those off the list. Um, and I bought a nice, my range bag, or my field bag I use is a range bag. It's a pistol range bag. Mm-hmm. So what's nice is inside that is my transmitter, all my batteries, my very small Scorpion toolkit. That's all I'm bringing for tools is a uh, pitch gauge, bowling players, needle nose players, and my little hex driver. That's the only tools I bring. So I get all that loaded up in the car the night before. I always have my my tent, my little canopy for uh, the fun fly. I always have a chair. Usually I have a small cooler with a couple drinks. Yeah. Um, flags, and if it's one of my events, I bring my beach flags or my sponsor flags, stuff like that. But the key is just having the car loaded up the night before, making sure yeah. everything's charged. I used to, see. I, I got a generator for my birthday last year. All excited that oh, this is the year I'm gonna bring my generator to all the shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. But but I have so many models, so many batteries. I just charge the night before. The only place I've I have those two beautiful charge cases, and the only place I've used them in the field is at my local park if my dad and I are flying back to back, or my event. We have generators running all weekend for the PA system, the lights, the food. So that's fun because I'm char- I'm talking flying and you know all weekend, so I get to use it there. But I don't even think I'm going to fire my generator this season because I've got so many batteries for all my models. Wow! Right. So, so packing lights key, especially if you have a small SUV or like myself, I have a little mm-hmm. shitty cruise, so space is at a minimal. Wow! Yeah, that's small. <laughs> so definitely pick and choose. I mean, you got the guys out there with you know that you know the ten by thirty trailers where they live in it and they've got all their tools and their generator mm-hmm. they've every, every those guys are great because that's who helped me get my Kyle Stacy back in the air last year. I went to three different guys and they had me up in the air in an hour. Nice. But but for me, 
it's 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 pack light and minimal. You don't need to bring the kitchen sink. Like I said, if you, if you crash a model, put in a trailer, maybe do a parcel of stuff while it's hot in your head, what you're going to need to fix it. But other than uh-huh. that, put it back in the car and just move on to the next model. Yeah, and I, I would stress that that's for like maybe like we're having a single day event. Uh, I yeah. think Steve and I definitely would bring, you know, spares if we were going out to Ohio for the couple days for Neff or the couple days for Flight Fest. Yeah. Or even for your event up there. I, I would definitely bring extra parts for the Oxy. Um, and not just even for myself, but, you know, uh, being being a field rep, I think it's also good. Like if someone needed a part, sure. Yeah, if I got it, it's yours. Don't worry about it, you know? So yeah. it's it's also good, like, Kevin, you know, if you put it in, hey, no problem. Here's a landing gear. Here's this or whatever I have. Um, or And also for myself because, you know, I my Hallies like to tip over a lot. I was just going to say that. Why why is it just me? <laughs> I was just going to say. And, in, and uh, another nice, th- nice th- thing you can do, too, if you guys are riding in pairs or triples, say you, mm-hmm. you Andy, yeah. you, Kevin, all three of you guys right. come up together. You don't That's need three sets. Yeah, you don't need three sets of everything. Someone brings a charger or two. Someone brings all the tools. Someone yeah. brings a generator. You don't need if space is minimal and you guys are packing up together. Just pick and choose. You know, the week leading up to the event, who's bringing what? I mean, it's well, nice to have everything, but how are you going to be? Who's going to be wrenching on two, three models at the same time? Right. Yeah. Well, what I usually do is just have Kevin bring everything, <laughs> and, yeah. I, and then I just bring my, you know. My aircrafts and my charger. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, um, you know, another thing, definitely, if you have a pop up, you know, you're, you're outside, you're standing in the sun all day, so bring a pop up. Yeah. Bring chair. You know, like you were saying, bring a cooler, a small cooler, so you can throw some drinks in there, or some ice. Um, stay hydrated, you know. Uh, especially when there's events that you might not be able to buy food or drinks, you know. So, you, and it sucks having to leave to go get stuff. But at least, like, if you bring a little cooler, you can leave once, pack it up, and then and then you have it for the, the whole day. So, Yeah, I'm going to be bringing my easy up and yeah. my table and at least a chair, Yep, one chair. I'm, so I'm going to bring my uh, table, two chairs or three chairs. I have, well, yeah, I have two or three. It depends if Maria comes. Maria. I got, <laughs> I got the, the banners, the two banners. I got a Lynx banner I'm putting up. At our table, and also the, of course, our free for RC one, the PA system. That's going to be kind of a. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't take too much room. I, I, well, dude, yeah. you don't have to bring both speakers. You can only bring one speaker. Will probably be more than enough if it's if it's huge. Um, I mean, they're like normal. You know, you prop them up on a on those stands, and it's like a I don't know. I mean, maybe like a ten inch speaker with a horn and a couple of mid range speakers, like just like one of those, you know. Mackie self-powered PA system you plug in and you know you basically just put an input and it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we could probably get away with one. I'm gonna, you know, sometime later this week, I'm gonna take a, a stock of what we have and what I'm gonna be taking and see how much, how big of it, you know, how much room, what what things I might need, like cables and stuff that I might have to get Rick or you know someone else to see if they could get you know contribute to to the fun fly. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna try to pack light, but I have a feeling my car is gonna be packed. That you know, Maria and Chloe, if they're coming, they're gonna have to come with their own with her car. That's probably better off, anyways, because I don't know if they're gonna want to stay all day. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I already told the wife. You know, I'm gonna be gone from six o'clock in the morning to like 
probably not coming back until like 11 o'clock at night. Oh, easily. So it's I said, be a long day. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to mention um, giveaways that we're going to have? Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. You've I'm been not... working on it more than me, so I don't know if it's well, definite I've, or possible. I've actually had Rick work on it more than I have. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, we are going to have some giveaways. It's, it's not going to be anything extravagant or anything um, as of yet. You know, I'm still waiting to hear back from one of our members. But basically, you know, it's going to be a lot of links, Oxy, you know, T-shirts, hats and stuff that we're going to be giving away. Um, do we end up getting more stickers or no? I didn't order them because that guy took a couple weeks and I didn't think it was we were going to get them in time. Mm, it took about okay. a month, I think, to do that. Okay. So, yeah, but I, I do have a bunch of stickers still. Like, I probably have at least 70 stickers. Okay. Yeah. So, it would be nice to hand those out, too. Um, um, you know, and, and the club has a 50-50 draw, right? So, when you get your um, – when you sign in and pay your your landing fee, your your pilot badge that I'm, I'm printing up, it's going to basically have a 50-50 little raffle ticket inside. So, you have a chance of winning whatever the – I don't know. I guess it's fifty percent of that pot, however it works. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. that's 50, why it's not called 50? sixty forty. I don't know. Or seventy thirty. Because okay. you get fifty percent of it. Is is that? I don't know. I don't know where I'm losing you here. <laughs> I mean, I understand fifty fifty, but is that what it is? Is you're splitting the money? Is I don't know. I never. Yeah, it's not forty forty twenty. It's fifty fifty. But it's not like I don't know. I just I never. I, I thought it was like 50 bucks and they just uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I think you're reading too much into it. Yes, I think so. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll have that. And, and you know, I think it's good that we're going to give out some free pizza and drinks. So, um, you know, I think it'll be enjoyable. I think for a first one, it would be good kind of trial, you know, of getting this going and see how it, how it runs. Now, you mentioned something earlier on another podcast about music are you planning on having any way of playing music or are you going to be playing that stuff the kids listen to or are you going to be playing you know 50s music what are you going to be playing it's going to be non-stop justin bieber from nine o'clock to nine. dude you just had all these people cancel (laughs) no definitely not um i don't know what to do about music as far as like do we just stream a radio station you know just a common radio station, kind of let them do it, or you know, do we, you and I, create a playlist or something? You know, will people want to listen to metal and dubstep all day? You know, or we might not have any music. I don't My know. My Hellyfest mixtape. Bring it. No, dude, I don't know. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I don't know. I really haven't thought too much into it. I mean, um, you know, if pilots want to fly, like you know, Chris, if you want to fly with music. Tell me the song if I have it or if we, or you can bring it, whatever, you know. If not, I mean, I don't care. We, we could just use the PA system primarily just for the announcement, for the pilot meeting portion, and also for, um, for our podcast. We'll podcast, yeah. Right. That's you cool. Know? So, and I, don't, I think when we do the podcast, I don't think I even want to put it loud. <laughs> yeah, no. We can you know, I don't want to. Yeah, I want to keep it, like, low enough that – People could hear it, but not like, oh, I can't fly because these guys are chatting really loud behind me, you know? Yeah. Schedule-wise, we don't really have a schedule. I mean, besides the pilot meeting, after that, it's kind of ad hoc, I guess. So we're going to basically, The schedule is come out and have fun. 
Yes. And fly. And fly. Fun fly. You know? Fly, talk to people. I think those are the best kind of events, though. Like, I can't stand going to some of the events when, like, what was it? Uh, neat? Not that I flew it neat, but I was like, you know, mm-hmm. don't people come here to fly? And it's like, 11 o'clock. All right, everybody land. We're going to have this guy do this. And then it's yeah. 11.45. Everybody land. We're doing our noontime demo. And then it's freaking 1 o'clock. We're having, you know, it's like one of these guys that came up here just to fly and have a good time actually get a chance to do that. You right. got to squeeze it in in his 15 minutes. I like the events where it's like, that's why I like Neff so much. We'll just go out there indoors and, you know, everybody mm-hmm. comes down maybe one time on the Saturday to let some dude fly his big ass B-50, you know, B-17 or whatever. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's, that's why I like that that show so much because you get so much flying and That's what yeah. you're there to do, you know, mainly. Yeah. Mainly. I mean, you know, first – it's not just for, I mean, obviously it's, it's meant for pilots, but it's also, there's a lot of spectators that come, you know, and watch and it's but, cool to see some of the demos. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, what was that demo that we saw at flight fest? That was pretty cool. The jet, the jet was definitely the cool. That yeah. was really cool. And they had everyone land, of course. But dude, I I've seen enough freaking 3d airplanes do smoke and rip yeah. up and down the flight line, like doing knife edges. And I, I don't know. Yeah. That, I think that, there was a lot of demos of that, the 3D, you know, the big 106-inch wing, you know, um, 3D planes. And we're just sitting back at our, you know, RV like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. We're not even close. It's okay. But you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know you're you're there to fun. You have fun and, and fly. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like I don't want to be pressured to, like, I got to get out there within this 15 minutes to fly, you know. Right. And then you're kind of rude to people. Like, you're, you're kind of cutting people off when they want to talk to you or whatnot. So I like just casual, just let's go have a good time, you know? Definitely. And this one will be casual. <laughs> yeah. Very casual. So Our event's just three days of open flying, other than the pilots meeting, because right. we do have a lot of sponsors who step up to help the show go on. Um, I just keep it to an hour. We do 12 to noon demos for the guys who are sponsored, who have helped out, who want to do the show. But other than that... It's open flying. We have guys that come all over the United States. So, you, again, you don't want to chew up a flight line for two, three hours. Like, I've been, like, OHB, I've been there twice. Their demos, they try to keep it to an hour. They close down a flight line for, you know, close to two hours sometimes. So, one hour goes by quick. Plus, if you have a big crowd, people like watching the pros. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we have to, we'll shut it down for a few flights just so we can do some fun stuff. But I think yeah. open flying is key. People are coming there to pay their money and fly to field they've never flown at. Right. Um, it's it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't mind that one hour of like demo flight time because that's cool because that's my lunch hour. That's what I'm gonna take it easy, eat my food and relax, you know, and watch someone else fly. But then you're right, you know, like after that I wanna fly, you know. You do pay money to fly and your landing fees and stuff and you know, flying in new fields, I mean, for me that's really nerve wracking. I don't like flying in new fields. And what's but, easy what's easy about that is the logistics side of it. Mm-hmm. And your pilot, if your pilot's meeting, you just you just talk any you know when you're talking on a PA talking about safety and the agenda for the day, you just ask the guys who who wants that five minute time slot to do a new demo, whether it's hovering, 3D, mm-hmm. autos, whatever, and that's when you choose how long you're gonna have to shut down the flight line. Yeah, well, that's a good idea. So how long a, do you want for your demo? Shit, I just need one flight on on Anthony's machine. I don't need people staring at me. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be out. I'm gonna be out there nervous. I thought you were asking me, Steve. 
I am asking you. I want at least oh, three why, minutes why Chris... so I can show everybody what not to do. What not to do? Yeah. Three minutes? No, no. If you want to, sh- if somebody shows someone what not to do, just let me do five seconds trying to take off of my oxy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just wa- I, I just want. I just want to shoot. I just want to shoot for a nice sliding auto at the end because I was I was playing with our Geo Textile runway this weekend, mm-hmm. and if you learn how to flare it right, you can skate that helicopter a good 10, 15 feet before the runway slows your skids down. Yeah, so, and so it sounds what- cool. <laughs> yeah, dude, I yeah. think I was getting at least that. Yeah, on some of mine. You were doing touch and go landings. You were bouncing down that thing. The one time I think I at least got thirty feet for sure with the little oxy man. Yeah, I was actually doing it with my three eighty the other day. That the, the day that I kind of had a hard landing, and I was actually rubbing it. <laughs> There's black marks on the bottom of my Goblin three eighty on the um, on a metal tray I have. Because it was, it was the landing skiers kind of bowed out so much that I was oh, actually geez. landing on the nose and like sliding the nose down the runway. And your guys' field is set up perfect for when you take guys talk about how do I learn how to auto. Your mm-hmm. field's so forgiving. As long as you guys can line yourself up over the runway, you're not hitting grass and instantly stopping and worry about a tip over. You've got a lot of give and take with that geo textile. Yeah. So and and also you got to make sure your ramp up. And we'll talk about it at the show, but you have to make sure your ramp up bailout is set. Because right. half my autos learning on the 480, the 550, I bail, I bail out of half of them. So you got to make sure your your ramp up speeds right there, so you can just you know last couple of feet if you're not going to set it down, just bail out, go back up again, take a new approach. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so more specifically for our fun fly, I guess what to expect. Um, we kind of went over it, you know. Expect to be fed by pizza. Uh, <laughs> Expect to have water and some basic sodas available uh, for the taking. Uh, we're going to have a, a podcast recording. We're going to, at least we're going to try. We'll see how that works out. Um, pilot meeting is at 9 o'clock. And I know not everyone's going to probably make it at 9. But, you know, try your best to make that uh, around 9, 9.30 the latest. And we'll probably, I think the pilot meeting is at 10, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yep. but, yeah. But the door's open at 9, so... You know, just so you guys can get settled in, get um, get your setup going, you know, start charging some packs if you're one of those folks that charge um, the day. And uh, let's see, bring chairs. Definitely, we, I, you know, even for 20 people, I don't think we have enough. Uh, well, we have the picnic tables, but yeah. Yeah. You probably do want to bring some yeah, chairs bring for, some for chairs. your area. Right. I mean, I'm thinking most of the guys that are coming uh, are kind of experienced and have a little little you know what they bring every time they go to one of these things mm-hmm. yeah pop-up table right but maybe not because i don't know of too many other than chris's in the one way down south jersey that are specifically you know heli events mm-hmm. in our area so yeah it should you know, be I mean, interesting because, for sure yeah because i mean we could have a lot of members that come to watch you know and they're they know that there's benches there, so they may not even bring chairs you know so it's yeah it's true you know definitely if you if you are coming to our our fun fly I'd say just bring at least a chair too. It doesn't hurt to throw them. You know they're usually folding and they're pretty small. So what don't else? Be, don't, don't be afraid to fly. I know every myself yeah. myself alone. I know my first fly in the 480. I'm gonna have my you know fun fly jitters, but just remember everybody, whether you're a pro or not, everybody's got the same thought in their head. Oh my God, all eyes are on me. Just go out there and have fun. I, I've got two of my close buddies hooked. Even Anthony, you know, I met him over the, my forum and. 
I got him out to my show, and he's like, well, I brought my 380. I don't think I'm going to get it. I'm not, I'm not going to fly it. I'm like, dude, go get it. And I had him flying center stage, and I, I spotted for him, and he had a blast. So, guys, bring your helicopters. Don't be afraid to fly. If you, if you want, have one of us spot for you. Go out there mm-hmm. and kind of help ease your jitters. But we're out there to have fun. No one cares if you're hovering or flying hard 3D. We're all out there for fun. So bring it out there and just don't be afraid to fly. Start start basic down at the hover zone if you need to get some jitters out. But we're all out there for the same purpose. Yeah, yeah and don't be afraid to bring your helicopter out if you're, you know, got whatever your experience level is and ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions because I'm going to ask a lot and you're not going to ask any dumber questions than me. So bring it out <laughs> there and, and get those questions answered and get some help with your, your stuff, man. Yeah, it's definitely a good place to, you know, ask questions and kind of get that support, you know, from the community. So for sure. I mean, I know that airplanes, you know, pretty cut and dry, you know, the motors up front and your control surfaces. There could be a little tiny thing you're missing with your heli and and like that damn push rod being a little hung up and you got that tail wag you can't get rid of. And, you know, somebody finds it and you're like, oh, crap, now it's now it's flying great. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep, extra push rods in the tail boom too. That that happens. Yeah, extra ones. No, yeah. I've I've had extra the ones. original <laughs> ones, but you yeah. know, and I almost videotaped. I I worked on that damn sport, uh, the other the other day. I think Saturday. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I almost, I almost videoed myself pushing the the damn belt through the the tube with no. And I was able to push it right through again. And this is with, a used belt. I just with the push rod. No, with nothing. Because <laughs> Anthony said, I don't know how you pushed it through. No, no, no. no. I can I'm saying with, through. A, with a push rod in there. No, no. Definitely oh. not a push rod in there. Oh. But even without, even with nothing in there, Anthony was like, I don't know how you get got that I can't through, do it. through there. Mine doesn't. I, I have to use a, you know, I use a piece of music wire that has a hook on one side. I have to. Even this last uh, Turek rebuild, I couldn't push it through. Every time I push it through, it bunches up. And I think it gets stuck at the um, the little bolt for the... Um, the tail push rod. The guide there. The, the guide, yeah. And I think it just always gets hung up there and just, I, I could never push it through, so I have to use a tool. Mine's yeah. a coat hanger. I spend about 20 minutes mother effing. I get three quarters of the way through. It keeps getting jammed up. I spend another 10 minutes. I go, you know what? I could have grabbed a coat hanger and had this thing yep. built an hour ago. Yep. My mother effing point is the that damn, the main gear nut and bolt, dude. That just, yeah. For guys over 40. Uh, I don't know whether glasses on, glasses off. I still can't freaking see that damn thing. Oh man, there's got to be some finesse to it. And getting the Jesus bolt lined up with a one-way bearing, and then then yeah. you sneeze, and it it goes by an eighth of an inch off. Oh, and yeah. well, you put any kind of pressure on it, and it moves. And yep. then you hold it's the not... main gear, and it still moves. And then you hold yeah. the main shaft, and it still moves. It's just like, <laughs> ah. yeah, I was wrestling yeah. with that for at least twenty-five minutes. Yeah on saturday but i got it together i hovered it in the driveway i was pretty happy someone needs to design helping hands for one-way bearings yeah i was thinking about like 3d printing maybe like a just a, a clip that could stop at least the main bearing for, uh, the main gear from from rotating as i was working on that i think we covered it boys we're ready for a show we're ready to have a good time i'm ready to go flying i want to yeah. fly now uh so hopefully the weather uh you know, it's holding up. I mean, I looked at it. Yeah, it's going to be 91. It's going to be hot, but the winds are low. It's yeah. like five miles with maybe eight mile per hour gusts, which is great. So, which means it'll probably be about 10 miles and 50 mile per hour gusts. Our field is kind of in a, like a bowl, I guess. It's kind of surrounded by trees. So, um, 
it's not too bad usually on the ground, but as you get above the tree line, you usually feel a little more gusty winds up there. But yeah, it's gonna be a great time. I, I think everyone's gonna have a good time there. Yeah, I'm wondering if we're gonna see anybody bring a nitro, Helly. Well, you think John John will bring? He's, he has one, but I don't know if it's in flying order. I I think so. I think he's gonna bring his. Uh, what is it? The synergy? No. N seven. Yeah, it's a synergy N seven. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope people bring some nitros. I do like to hear them and see them fly. They're pretty, uh, pretty amazing. But yeah, I have a feeling it's gonna be a lot of electrics too. But that's fine. You know, fly what you got. Bring it all out. Yeah. Do you know if our club member Greg is? I think it's Greg has that scale. Uh, heli. He has that scale right. like news cha- news news heli. Mm-hmm. And even Stephen Baker, he's got a couple of helicopters that are like scale. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he's coming. I don't know. I haven't looked at the list. That'd yeah, be cool. But he, I know he has a lot of events he goes to. Right. I mean, as far as the folks that register. Um, you know, I don't see them on the list, but you know, because they're members, they might just figure they'll just show up, you know? Yeah. Cool. I can't wait. News. All right. So news, what do you guys got? Have we talked about it before? Burt Cameron and Bobby Watts talk. Have we talked about the smack FPV at all? No, we have FPV. I know you do the smack talk for the heli stuff, but no, I know I saw it on, on Facebook that he released, uh, an episode or two, I think. Yeah, so the boys are back at it again. Those two, when they get together, man, it's a hoot. Um, so they've all they've both been working on their own projects. Bobby still makes his career in the air photography. Mm-hmm. Bert's always been close to SAB, and and now he flies Contronic and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they started uh, Smack FPV. They debuted it a few weeks ago live on their Facebook page. So between the two of them, they collaborated, and he just came out with their. Uh, S Racer, I think it's a 280 size FPV racer. They've been doing a lot of events at Burt's Ranch down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw it tonight before I got on the podcast, they're doing a giveaway. Um, collectively, you guys, your club should get in on this. And Bobby just did a nice video. It's a five, I don't know anything about FPV, it's a five gate course, and he's got all the measurements lined up so you guys can make your own course. Okay. And, uh, what they're doing is they're taking a five. Everybody submits their own video. So I think you guys, your club should get together and set this course up. Uh-huh. Um, and what's cool is they're going to take all these video submissions from everybody who submits it. They're going to take the five fastest um, time trials on the course they have you set up, and they're going to okay. give a, they're going to give away their S racer frame. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. So that, that was a very simple course. Again, I haven't flown FPV. I think I've flown mine twice, and it's still in Kyle's garage. We're waiting to rebuild <laughs> it. Um, but it's, it looks like a very simple course. It's kind of an oval, and when you come around, you kind of zigzag in like an S uh, shape. But if, okay. you have, if you have five gates and a flag, it's very easy to set up. And I think they're yeah. like 40 feet apart by like 100 wide. So find the video. I'll attach it in the show notes on Friday. Okay. Uh, but Bobby's got the video. You just set the course up. Show them on video that you set the course up to their regulations uh-huh. and just get some buddies together and start the timer when you go through your first gate and then end the timer when you go through that same gate at the end. doesn't matter how many times you do it. They're just going to collectively take the five fastest submissions and give away a free airframe. Nice. nice. Yeah. I'll mention to our president and also um, Rich who does our – who kind of leads the uh, multi-rotor side for us, the quad racing stuff. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And speaking of multi-rotors, I read uh, in the news that the FAA is to announce final rules for commercial drone activity. 
And I don't think Amazon is going to be too happy about it because uh, they're basically going to say that you can only fly during the day and you can only fly within line of sight of the operator. Ha <laughs> nice. Because have you guys been seeing the other posts that I've been seeing online about the caps? Like if you're in a flying field, you're only capped out at 200 because of the high-speed drone. I think Amazon put it out trying to like that's their projected plan of, of how they're going to regulate the airspace. Yeah, I saw like a diagram. Yeah, a diagram of it, like of, of in how the they city. Would like there's it to a, be. Yeah, right. Yeah, because the there's a there's like a thousand foot buffer zone after mm-hmm. the five hundred feet or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, and I saw that. I saw that same like drawing of it. Yeah. Yeah, that little computer graphic, computer drawing. Oh. But this article had said that Amazon told the FAA last year that uh-huh. the rules that they proposed would not allow its it's Air Prime package delivery service to take off, you know, basically saying that we have we have drones that can that are autonomous that can fly themselves, right? So all this stuff was going down last year, and we all wondered why the FAA was now saying got to be registered. And at the end of the article, it said some civil rights groups and legislators have also raised privacy concerns about the use of drones. What the hell? When are these damn legislators, which they might as well just say senators or idiots in Congress or whoever, yeah. when are they going to realize that me buzzing with my little tiny drone for two two minutes outside your window is going to be so much less effective than me just standing outside with a GoPro on a stick? It just, yeah. come on. They're so afraid of their privacy, I think, getting getting infringed by like, Somebody catching Bill Clinton coming out of a nightclub with Monica Lewinsky or something like that. I'm 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 telling you. Yeah. There's probably really. so much shady stuff going on. Sure. All right, I'm down. <laughs> but anyways, well. that was that was what I read. I read uh, that, uh, and that was just you know it caught my eye because it was FAA and it was you know commercial mm-hmm. drones. Now I just I just wonder how much it's gonna hold up when because I think Amazon has like Google's backing and all these companies you know with tons of money yeah yeah you know, how is it really gonna hold up like oh it has to be one of the oh well after a couple after you know care, careful consideration and my pockets are now full of money i, I think say, yeah. we can you know maybe for this company make autumn you know autonomous drones okay yeah just say after after my pockets are you know a couple million yeah. dollars or yeah, my, my dollars yeah, my, gets dropped here by lobbyists. Yeah, right. My bank account gets you know padded a little. Yeah, sure. Of I the people for work. the people. No, it's it's of the companies with the biggest mo- amount of pocketbook. Mm-hmm. You know, for the for the companies. Yeah. So unfortunately, but anyways, unfortunately, I just wanted to bring that into the news. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what's next in the hobby for you guys, Kevin? I just actually, while we've been doing the podcast, I've been creating a list of stuff I have to make sure that I have for the fun fly. So I'm prepping for this fun fly, and hopefully I can put some more time in on this big giant thing. For I'm 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 so like I'm counting out the days and I'm planning it out of what I got to do and and how much mm-hmm. time I have to do it, man. And I just I just want to get this thing. I'm like psyched to get this thing like painted, and it's gonna be so close, man. I just got the servos today. I got a box from Hobby King sitting on my door when I came in, and I just I didn't even open it. I mean, that's I had so little time. Came in, ate, took a shower, and I was in front of the microphone. So, 
we'll see. We'll see what happens. So hopefully I get some time probably this week and then next week. Nice. What's up for you, Steve? I'm going to be prepping for our fun fly. (laughs) Um, Basically, I just want to make sure, you know, I get the sodas. I I, got to figure out the whole PA system and and any extra cables and anything else I need for this. You know, I probably want to – I'm going to be drafting up an email for all the people who pre-register just to kind of, you know, give like a a little – what to bring, what to expect type of deal, kind of what we're talking about on the on the podcast today. Um, just to all the folks that already pre-registered and have their email addresses, um, so so they know to you know the food situation, the, the you know the bring a chair if you got it and stuff. So just so that they don't come and be like, wait, there's nowhere for me to sit or there's nothing to eat, you know. So I just kind of want to make sure everyone comes into it knowing um, kind of what to expect. So I'm gonna draft up that email. And by the time you listen to this podcast, if you're on the list here, you should have gotten the email. So, yeah. Uh, besides that, fix any helis that need to be fixed. I got some upgrades to do on the Tariq. I mean, not upgrades, but some little repairs on the Tariq to finish up. And then um, I'm still in the process of updating the uh, Oxy3 Cube to the Hobby Wing 50 Amp with the Neo. So... I'll get that done. I'll kind of build my KDE battery trays up since I got the extra trays today, and have that ready. Um, so how is that? How is that charger, man? Oh, dude, the charger's awesome. I don't know why I waited so long. I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess I do know because you know my old charger was forty dollars. This one, you know, was a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more, a couple hundred. You know, so it's like I don't know. I mean, it's definitely better. I mean, I love being able to see the IRs as I'm charging. You know, I noticed that one of my goblin packs, so I was, I went through all my helicopter batteries and um, brought them to storage. Right. Whether they were, you know, my goblin packs that didn't fly, so they had to be discharged. Um, so, and I noticed, I was looking at the IRs and I was like, oh, one of my goblin, you know, 1800 6S 45C packs, a pulse, the internal resistance is like 11, 10, 9, you know, so it's up there. Compared to all my rest, which are like four or five, I think a couple, maybe one or two of them were like a seven. So I'm like, ah, that's probably the battery that I didn't even really realize. But I know one of my batteries or two of my batteries were sagging like crazy when I do hard collective stuff. And, and that kind of explains it. I'm not getting the, uh, you know, the C rating that I'm, I'm, I should be getting anymore because those packs are getting old. Nice. So, you know, it's good to know that like if I put this pack in and I'm going to mark it. That, hey, you know, maybe use this pack first to warm up, not to push it too hard, you know, and then use the newer packs, the ones with the lower internal resistance or, you know, a higher C rating to really push through those packs. So, yeah, I'll tell you the first couple of, I think it was the first time I had my charger out at the field, my new one. I was like, why didn't I do this like six months ago? Right. Like, it's just so awesome, man. Yeah. And I, I love having the two chargers. You know, yeah, I can't I, wait to check that out, man. I was pushing. I mean, I wasn't pushing anything crazy, but just to test it out. First run, I took my five thousand pack. I took one, you know, the two six S. So I took one six cell battery, plugged on one side, one on the other. I um, they're both the same voltage, so I just okay. Let, let's see what it does. You know, I did uh, I did ten amps on each side, so two C on each side. You know, so pulling twenty amps total. Right. Seventeen minutes. Like nice, just done. 
and that's only doing a two C. Normally, like when I use Rick's charger, I'll I'll charge it like two and a half, you know, C easily just to so I can get back flying again, you know, especially with the seven hundred. I threw my charger on. I threw. I had four Goblin batteries, the eighteen hundreds that I was charging, and mm-hmm. I and I went a little above two C because I wanted to go up to. I think I went up to twenty or twenty five, and I have mm-hmm. a because I have a power strip, an APC power strip, Schneider yeah. Electric, that. Uh, <laughs> that has a digital readout on it. It'll let me know how much amps is drawing on the whole thing. Yeah. Nice. So at at twenty, I think it was twenty amps. That uh-huh. the AC was only pulling seven amps. Wow. Which you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why my generator shut off that one time, and I don't I don't remember. If, you know, you probably had your stuff plugged in, and you were. I think we charged tried charging at thirty thirty amps, which probably I, I don't know what that would have had it up at. Probably fourteen. 15 amps AC. Mm-hmm. You know, What's the generator rated for? 20. But it's only rated for 2,000 watts, I think. So hmm. you, have to, you have to take that into account, too. Uh, right. But I think, you know, the tolerance-wise on the Ryobi, it's probably, you know, 15 is probably a, a close call. I'm, I'm, I'm betting it's not going to let it go up to 20. Plus, I had the, the resistance of the... the, the uh, Extension cord? cords, yeah. Right, and a power strip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because I know Rick has the same one, and he charges, I think, like twenty or forty amp or something out of his charger. Like, well, he's got a forty-eight volt, yeah, charging setup. Right. So that might pull less uh, amps out of your your generator, and just convert that, you know, internally before. And, and he has. He said he's got a heavy duty uh, extension. I I do have one that's like, it's heavy duty. I get I used it back in the day when we did video and stuff like that so i'll probably bring that out it's just super long you know i don't need anything that long for the field right probably bring that out next time well bring it out this saturday because i feel like we're gonna need um yeah figure out the electricity for the pa system and all that stuff so we might need some extension cords well definitely if we're gonna put like if we have two speakers i mean i guess we could just put them in one area and point them two different directions but um you know if we have one one on each side of the the fencing there, then uh, we might need it. Okay. Or where we're going to have our pop-up tent. Yeah, I don't know. I say bring it just to be on the safe side. It's... Yeah. Adding it to the list. <laughs> cool. All right, then. So what's up for Chris in the hobby? Yeah. Not a ton in the hobby. We're still trying to bounce back from the kids' birthday parties this weekend with a house and, mm-hmm. and work. I have another crazy week at work, so I'm trying to – tie up all loose ends at work because i'm taking off uh monday because we're going to be out in pa so trying to get everything tied up at work i gotta get the dog to my parents house friday night and i have a carnal rule leading up to fun flies don't fly the few days leading up to it because i'm so worried even if i'm going out there and having fun i'm gonna dump them and put something in yeah so no wrenching no wrenching before the show so i I had a great weekend with the plane and heli so really hobby side of it um friday night i'm gonna load up the car i've got four batteries charged for the 480 charge my transmitter and just load up and ready for the weekend i just be taking those few extra days off of work i just have to make sure everything's buttoned up before i leave town so right other than that man charge up a couple batteries and hit the road and hopefully the kids don't get car sick like they do so we're leaving like i said we're leaving four in the morning so we're gonna get up shower load them in the car and hopefully they sleep it's gonna be dark so i'm hoping they sleep Mm -hmm. most of the time and we can get there by 10, 11 o'clock. So if I miss a pilot's meeting, what I normally do for the out-of-town guys, especially because we do pilot meetings Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 
Mm-hmm. I, I do just a, a brief pilot meeting, you know, 10 o'clock on a day of, and then what I'll do before the noon demos is I'll do one more pilots meeting for the guys who are arriving late. Okay. That's a yeah, good idea. That's a good idea. And we can do more meet and greets because I know I'm not going to be there on time. We're probably going to have to stop for bathroom break, food breaks. So I don't sure. know what we're getting into mm-hmm. on a five-hour drive. Right, um, right. So, yeah, just getting prepped, man, mentally and, and physically. So on a side note, with your kid's birthday party, I heard you had an Anthony Garcia impersonator show up. <laughs> I heard it was a hoot. So it was it was Sesame Th- Street themed because we're going to Sesame Place on Sunday and Monday uh, when mm-hmm. we leave your fun fly. So we actually had Elmo and Cookie Monster show up, and I thought it was their bodyguard, but don't tell my kids. But inside the costumes was a, a wife and a daughter, so the husband was kind of like making sure everything went smooth and holding their hands so they didn't fall, you know, walking in my yard with their costumes on. Oh, yeah. I thought for sure Mr. <laughs> Anthony Garcia, so did my family and my wife. We thought he was surprising my kids on their birthday. It was not <laughs> him. It could have been his older brother. Had to chin strap, had to shaved head. Other than 20 pounds extra, I thought for sure Anthony was walking up my side yard. It was my, my Even my wife goes, Anthony's here. I go, Anthony who? She goes, Garcia. <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of oh, cool. We had Elmo Cookie Monster and uh, – and an Anthony impersonator. I knew it wasn't Anthony right off the bat because he wasn't holding a FPV racer. He was holding <laughs> Elmo and Cookie Monster's hands. He didn't have a uh, goggle strapped to his head? Nope. FPV goggles? Yeah. So, so that was a dead giveaway right there. Yep. Nice. <laughs> oh, uh, I love gosh. Anthony, dude. I, I bust his chops all the time, but uh, uh-huh. he's yet to walk up and punch me. So I know he's all right. <laughs> nice. All right, so, yeah, let's go through the wrap-up. All right, man. Dude, I looked on Podbean, and I saw we have a listener in Louisiana, which I might have mentioned, but Wyoming also. And I think Wyoming, we have a first listener in Wyoming, which is pretty awesome. Cool. And in the world, in the world, uh, I saw a listener in Israel and a listener in Pakistan, which I thought was pretty cool. Nice. All right, so Facebook lights. We have a total of 204. We broke 200. Yay. Now what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. We're having a fun fly. Yes, we're having a fun fly. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, let, let's put some thought into it, you know, and see if there's anything we can do. But, uh, you know, maybe some kind of poll or or – you know, maybe we'll like kind of ask a question about an episode before and see if, if anyone answers it right and we can give something away, like, you know, a shirt or a hat or something. I don't know. Yeah. Figure something out. But yeah, thank you everyone for liking us and getting us up past the 200 mark. Um, and I will read those names. I'm not sure which person was exactly the 200th. I mean, I guess. Or 200, is it 204? Actually, I just bought a, got another one. Yeah, there was another one I wanted to add, too. Yeah. Oh. So Maybe that's why Chris like unliked and liked, so he could be the 200th. <laughs> Maybe. I'll bet. But I thought I saw him, and I was like, oh, 199. <laughs> okay. Ah, you're so close. All right, so here are the lists. So we're actually 205. I just checked. And the list goes as Bruce Thompson. Garvey Jean-Louis, Suda Kamasuda Studio Buddha, 
Yeah, I've killed that one. Um, no, you didn't. Do- That's exactly how it's written. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Pseudo Kama uh, Suda Studio Buddha. <laughs> All right. Jordan Higgs, Christopher Breens, uh, Bjorn Avidson, Nick V, and Hong Dan. Yeah. So thank yes. you. Thank you for the likes. Thank you. Uh, you know, keep them coming. Share it out to your friends. Get the word out. And I saw some uh, Facebook comments that had me laughing. <laughs> one of them, well, one of them had me laughing. Yeah. I saw that, uh, speaking of Chris, he posted a picture of his Tidewater Super Cub. Uh, like, does, is there anything this guy doesn't fly? Like, he's got, like, float planes, too, now. He's, yeah. He's showing us Didn't he also like, have a, an Icon A5? I thought I saw a picture of. He said that, that that this one was close to the Icon. I think he said he uh, had one. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and then Frank Mordellis was, was cracking up. Uh, with our comments and you know it's funny I'm glad he mentioned this because when I listen to the podcast like I edit it and I listen mm-hmm. to it as I'm editing in a different way than I actually listen to it uh, it's kind of hard to explain uh-huh. but uh, when I was listening to it like a couple days later we were saying dyke dick and then I went Kyle Stacey Kyle Stacey and, I, yeah. and the way it came up I was like man I hope Kyle Stacey doesn't listen to this and go did they just call me a dick <laughs> Yeah, no, so I was like, was. so I want to say I was busting Steve's balls, not Kyle Stacy's balls, uh, or calling him any names. Yeah, because he's like six four, probably kick my ass. Yeah, and he's like twenty years old, so you know he'll just like oh stamina, yeah, yeah stamina. He'll just beat you down. You yeah. be like, I'm out of breath already. Stop. I'm out of breath already. <laughs> Can't get a vodka tonic. Yeah, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Oh, man. So. Sorry, I didn't see anybody uh, new following us on Podbean. And I didn't see any new iTunes reviews. Oh, we do have a Podbean comment, though, for the last episode. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, lay it on me. How did I miss that? You didn't see it? We even spoke about it at the field on Saturday. You don't remember? No. A lot going on between Saturday and now. Saturday and Sunday, now Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I guess so. Um, so our friend Rick, he commented on the Podbeam, actually on the episode for the Podbeam. Um, I'm trying to pull it up right now, so just uh, give me a quick second here. Yeah, where do you see comments? Oh, here right. it is. Uh, you see it? Yeah, Rick said, hey, guys, doing a great job. Just mm-hmm. an FYI about the Protoss 380. MHS is Italian. Evolution is Italian for evolution. Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference is it's canopy and boom. He said the rest of the heli is uh, 380. Nice. On the max, the Evo kit relocates the tail servo from the boom to the frame. And yeah, you know, I'm an MSH fan. Uh, and he said, I'll let you guys fly it when I get it too. So we have it in black and white that yeah. not only Steve and I but every Podbean listener can get a chance to fly his Protoss 380 <laughs> when he gets it because he said it I'll let you guys fly it it's a comment to everybody it's a comment to everybody or everyone on the podcast so. so even Nick <laughs> Chris yeah yeah so oh yeah I, Chris I also spoke to Rick about uh, um, seeing letting, his, yeah, letting seeing you his, take a poll 
on his <laughs> TDR. Yeah, TDR. on his TDR too. <laughs> so he's like, you know, you know, we, we need to talk, but you know, as long as we have a verbal contract, you know, I'll let him fly. You know, it'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, basically, huh? You gotta try everything once, you know. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, yeah. I think he'd let you fly once he sees you fly and knows. He, he says he knows who you are and he's seen your your videos and stuff. He was just like, I mean, <laughs> I would be a little apprehensive too, even if it was Kyle Stacy. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I guess. See, yeah. that's my goal. I'm bringing four batteries and no charger. I'm trying to fly as many people's shit as I can. <laughs> that way, I don't oh, need to go boy. hunt down a charger. Right. Yeah, man. Well, what what kind of connectors do you use? EC5. Do you have any EC5 adapters to just bring your pigtail, your EC5 to your bullets? Yeah, that's, I've, I've got the bullet. That's what I'm bringing. It's a multi-sex. It's got like 20 different connectors on it. Okay, at least bring that. So if you do need to charge, you can use my charger or Kevin's charger. Um, yeah, or I Anthony's, have, I have you know. EC5. Do you have EC5? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. Because I'm so, like, yeah, four batteries. So, Chris, your cable's like a Target bathroom. It's multi-sex? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <dude. Boom>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so thanks, Rick. Thanks for the comment. Yeah. Thank you for the comment, and thank you for the offer. I will definitely take you up on it. I want to see how low I can go. Oh, and, I mean, <laughs> how, how it flies, I mean. <laughs> and this will be the last time we play the uh, the commercial oh, yeah. for the Heli event. Yeah, so let's put that plug in. Also, if you're in the central New Jersey area, come join us on June 25th, Saturday, at 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. for our Freefall RC HeliFest 2016, presented by Tri-County RC Club of New Jersey. Spectators are free. You can come. Uh, we're going to have, you know, member pilots, non-members can come and fly. We are expecting to have a pilot's meet around 10 a.m. You do need a valid AMA to fly. And there is a landing fee. For registration and more info, please visit our club website at www.tcrcnj.com. We're located at 306 Old George Road, North Brunswick, 08902. If you have a... A helicopter? So, yeah, if you are if you have a helicopter or you're interested in watching some helicopters do some insane things, come join us. Or you just want to come out and say how much we suck. That, too. I hate the podcast. But I, but I can't stop listening. <laughs> if you want to meet, you know, Kevin and myself, Steve, and Chris Reiber will be there, too. So you get to meet him, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So definitely come out and join us. It's in. Yay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I hate we'll hearing see, myself. We'll, we'll see it's you guys tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow for sure. Well, you know what we're going to have to do, Steve, maybe Chris, too, or all three of us? We'll have to put a little blurb together for Chris's thing and... So we can run that each time. Yeah, 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 for sure. After this one, um, maybe we could do it live, or we could just do it on the next episode or something. We'll just do it, or we can do it after the show. However, you y'all want to do it. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe Chris can write something up, and we'll just you can read it, and then I can edit it. Sounds good. Edit the shit out of it. Hmm. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. Drop us an iTunes review and we'll read it. <laughs> this review on the next episode. Oh boy, this is going to be a bloopers reel. Steve's still stuck on the 50 50. How he divides 50 50. Yeah, he's like, does everybody get $50 or is it $50 it's, once? Or Is it a $50 for 50 people? Do oh I pay $50 to get 50 people in? 
It's a 50 cents. You give me 50 cents. And, and you get $50? I give, I give you $50. Yeah, that's how it works. I, I like the way that sounds. All right, we're going to go with that one. Drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. If you want to email us, email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is facebook.com, freefallrcpodcast. We're going to be doing a lot, of, a lot more live broadcasts from Facebook. So definitely like us. You know, and follow us there, and uh, you'll definitely see my ugly face when I'm like, oh, crap, why is the camera looking at myself? Don't forget to check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.com. Uh, we're always adding new stuff. Chris is going to add a whole bunch of stuff after this weekend with the fun fly, so that should be interesting. Uh, let's see here. Flight test forums, off the field, audio video production, other than flight test podcasts, and then you'll see us there, Free Fall RC Podcast. Come say hi, write a post, comment on our post, you know, bust next chops. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, thanks, thanks Chris. Thanks, Chris. So if you want to get in touch with Chris, Chris, how do people get in touch with you? Well, if you guys want to see what I'm up to building, reviewing, the easiest way, just go to my website, www.3dandscalerchelicopters.com. Um, bunch of different pages on there upcoming fun flights, builds, reviews. I've got a page for the goblins. I have a page for the oxys. Best way to get in contact with me, I always have my iPhone on me. Go to the Contact Us page, and you'll find a link to my Heli Facebook page, my YouTube channel, um, and my email. My email is simple, 3 helicopters at gmail.com. So go to the website. You guys have multiple ways to get in contact and see what I'm working on. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Dude. I'm a fan of your videos, dude. The production value is very good, man. I, I yeah. like them. iPhone 6S, man. Keep it simple. Done very well. Yeah, and that's uh, you edit with iMovie, right? Yeah, it's, it was an app for like three ninety nine. It's iMovie Basic, but it lets me do all the subtitles mm-hmm. and music, and it's it's fun. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice, man. All right, so from everyone at Free Fall RC Podcast, free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See you guys. See ya. See ya. Peace. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, see you tomorrow. Ed Johnson, he listens and he'll be there tomorrow. Ed Johnson? Yeah, he's one of the people that registered. Will, yeah. will he get offended if I call him Mr. Johnson? As long as you put Mr. Big Johnson. No. <laughs>